Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Today, we are going to talk about gratitude. That's right. And we're just in time for Thanksgiving. So sit back and relax with that pumpkin spice latte. It's almost Thanksgiving, Christiana. For our listeners who are not Canadian, we'd like to remind you that we celebrate Thanksgiving in Canada on the second Monday in October every year. Canadian Thanksgiving celebrates the harvest and for other blessings throughout the year. So now tell me, Christiana, what are you grateful for this Thanksgiving? Gratitude for me is ever-present and is reflected in the way I look at life as a whole. I always see the glass as half full. This attitude is deep-rooted in my faith and a very positive mindset that I credit to my father. Being a nurse also keeps me very grounded and grateful. Waking up every day, being able to take care of myself, breathe on my own, feed myself, walk and laugh, always gives me cause to be grateful. I've always known what some people were forced to face with the COVID-19 pandemic, an understanding of just how fragile life is. I have so much to be grateful for. A wonderful and loving family, good friends, awesome staff, and an amazing group of residents. What about you, Sherry? What are you grateful for? Thank you for sharing that, Christiana. I love it. And you are, it's too bad people can't see because I love how big you're smiling when you say everything that you're grateful for. Um, For me, (laughs) for me, I am grateful for sunshine and fresh air. These two things always, always make me smile. Just put me outside in the sunshine. I am super happy. Um, But this Thanksgiving, I am specifically thankful for the bounty of good food that is always available to my family and I. We are so lucky to be blessed with such a variety of good food and always available at our fingertips. I am grateful for the fact that through this tough time of living through COVID-19, my family and friends have remained healthy. And I am also so very grateful for those friends who know that staying home and staying physically apart has been so difficult for an extrovert like me. Mm-hmm. And they have reached out to check out on, on me and just to make sure that I'm all good. So I'm very grateful for them. That's wonderful. <laughs> so Christiana, do you know why gratitude is so important? Yes, gratitude is very important because it helps us build resilience during the storms of life. To me, life is like a sea, which can be beautiful and calm, but then the waves come along and knocks us off balance. I cannot emphasize enough the importance of a positive mindset in these moments. Gratitude also helps to improve our mental strength and creates a shift in our mindset. It's important to know that gratitude is a gradual process. It takes work. It's not something you just come by. So <laughs> you have to, you know, do some work to figure it out. Yes. And, and I think we will learn that today that, you know, we can't just say thank you and think that we're going to be better with our mental health and feel all kinds of good things just because we've been grateful once. 
So according to positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, help them deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. People feel and express gratitude in different ways. So they can apply it to things in the past, like retrieving positive memories and being thankful for elements of their childhood or past blessings. Or you can express gratitude in the present, like not taking good fortune for granted as it comes. And also in the future, like maintaining a hopeful and optimistic attitude, like your glass half full, Christiana. Mm -hmm. Regardless of the inherent or current level of someone's gratitude, it's a quality that you can cultivate further. So if you feel that you're not a very grateful person today, it's something you can work on. Yes, we know that everyone can use a little bit of positivity in their lives today. Let's chat a little bit more about what gratitude is. Sounds good. So many of us express gratitude by saying thank you to someone who has helped us or has given us a gift. From a scientific perspective, however, gratitude is not just an action. It's also a positive emotion that serves as a biological purpose. Right. Positive psychology defines gratitude in a way where scientists can measure its effects and thus argue that gratitude is more than feeling thankful. It's a deeper appreciation for someone or something that produces longer lasting positivity. That's crazy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Who knew that being grateful is far more than just receiving thanks? It actually produces long lasting positivity. There are numerous definitions of gratitude out there, and we experience gratitude from psychological, social, and religious contexts for positive emotion. For example, from a psychological context, gratitude is a social emotion that signals a recognition of the things others have done for us. This is a simple enough to understand. So this is a thank you for the coffee or thank you for looking after my child. Exactly. Another way of looking at gratitude is gratitude as an emotion, a virtue, a moral sentiment, a motive, a coping response, a skill, and an attitude. It is all of this and more. Minimally, gratitude is an emotional response to a gift. So this might be thank you for listening or thank you for your support. Have you heard how gratitude can change your brain? Let's get into that next. Terry, please tell us how gratitude can change our brains. Well, I have done a lot of reading about positivity and gratitude, and I recently came across a study by two Indiana State professors, Joshua Brown and Joel Wong. They performed an experiment of 300 adults who were seeking mental health counseling at the university. Prior to beginning their first session of counseling, the participants were all reported to have clinically low levels of mental health. So Joshua and Joel assigned the participants to three groups. The first group was instructed to write a letter of gratitude to another person each week for three weeks. The second group was to write their deepest thoughts and feelings 
about negative experiences. And the third group did nothing. What were their findings? Well, compared to the participants who wrote about negative experiences or only received counseling, those who wrote gratitude letters reported significantly better mental health four weeks and 12 weeks after their writing exercise ended. That's so interesting, Sherry. Is there more information? Yes, um, there actually are four insights from their research that the professors shared. So the first is that gratitude can unshackle us from toxic emotions. Joshua and Joel analyzed the words the participants used in the first two groups. They compared negative emotion words to positive emotion words. Not surprisingly, those in the gratitude writing group used a higher percentage of positive emotion words and the lower proportion of negative emotion words than those in the other writing group. Also, people who used more positive emotion words in their gratitude letters didn't necessarily have better mental health later. It was only when the people used fewer negative emotion words in their letters that they were significantly more likely to report better mental health. So, the key to better mental health does not stop at the use of positive emotion words. You also need to eliminate the negative ones from your thoughts and your speech? Yes, exactly. The second finding is that gratitude helps even if you don't share it. So, the letter writers in the group were told they did not have to mail the letters of gratitude. In fact, only 23% of the letters were mailed. Because the entire group of letter writers saw an increase in mental health, this suggests that the mental health benefits of writing gratitude letters are not entirely dependent on actually communicating your gratitude to another person. So just thinking thoughts of gratitude and writing them down can shift my focus away from negative thoughts and feelings? Yes. Isn't that amazing? Wow. I love this study. Okay, so the third finding of the study is that gratitude's benefits take time. And this is something we mentioned a little bit previously earlier in, in our podcast. So the researchers did not see an immediate increase in the level of mental health within a week of after the letter writing began. Instead, individuals in the gratitude group reported better mental health than the others four weeks after the writing activities began. And this difference in mental health became even larger 12 weeks after the writing activities. Researchers are not sure why the increase in mental health was even larger after 12 weeks, but it could be because of ongoing discussions with counselors. But the bottom line of this finding is, if you decide to participate in gratitude writing, be patient and know that the benefit of gratitude can take some time to kick in. Okay, I can be patient with that. What is their final finding for this study, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, the final finding, which I think is the most interesting, is that gratitude has a lasting effect on the brain. So three months after the study began, Joshua and Joel took some of the people who wrote gratitude letters and compared them to those who didn't write anything. They used an fMRI scanner to measure brain activity while people from each group did a pay-it-forward task. So in that task, the individuals were given regularly a small amount of money by a nice person called a benefactor. This benefactor only asked that they pass the money on to someone if they felt grateful. 
the participants decided on how much money, if any, to pass on to a worthy cause. What they found was that the people who were generally more grateful gave more money to a cause. And they showed a greater neural sensitivity in the medial prefrontal cortex, and that's the area of the brain associated with learning and decision-making. So this suggests that people who are more grateful are also more attentive to how they express their gratitude. And moreover, three months after the letter writing, letter writers showed a greater activation in this area of their brain, that learning and decision-making part of their brain. So this simply indicates that expressing gratitude can have lasting effects on the brain. And this is amazing because it suggests that practicing gratitude may help train the brain to be more sensitive, and this can also contribute to improved mental health over time. Those findings from the Indiana University professors are pretty amazing, Sherry. I think I might try writing a letter of gratitude every week for the rest of the year and see how it goes. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) It might just blow up with (laughs) changes. That's right. Thank you for sharing that wonderful information. For sure. And I think that sounds great. It might be something I try as well. Because, you know, being happier and more positive and having a better mental health is great for our overall health. So why not? Definitely. So perhaps I can share another tidbit of how to infuse gratitude in our daily lives. You know, we're washing our hands more often these days and washing them correctly. Yes, COVID-19 has reminded us of the importance of washing our hands for 20 seconds. And some people use singing the happy birthday or the alphabet as a yardstick to measure the number of seconds they spend. Right, but here's another idea. The next time you wash your hands, why not say out loud all the things that you are grateful for? It does not have to be big things. It can be the simplest little things. For example, today I am grateful for the rain outside as it helps things grow. I am grateful for the sounds of the early morning birds that play outside my window, for the changing colors of the leaves, the fresh air, and at this time of the year, pumpkin pie. See? It's simple. And at any time of the day, you can be reminded of how there's so much good in the world and in our lives. That's awesome, Sherry. Thank you for sharing these wonderful ideas. And if you need help with beginning your gratitude writing, here are a few writing prompts. You can describe your favorite moment of the day. You can also describe your favorite person and describe all their good qualities. As well, you can write about the things that cheer you up when you are feeling down. Oh, I love those, especially the last one. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a few of my favorite things, you know, raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright yeah. copper kettles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and warm woolen mittens. I can't <laughs> sing to save my life. <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk too badly. It's such an awesome show, just sharing with you what we feel about gratitude. And I know that you all have your special ways of showing and expressing gratitude. So thank you for your time. And so we wish you and your families a very, very happy, peaceful, and awesome Thanksgiving. 
Yes, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm Christiana Eggie. And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Tune in soon. And until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young Podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggie and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.